Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett, and today we are exploring a pretty hot topic in the personal development space and in therapy settings, the huge topic, the huge word boundaries, what they mean, what a fake boundary is. We will explore supportive actions and what we can do in our personal development to help establish them and how they can really support and enrich and even grow our relationships. A mythic life is free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy, fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye that pursues personal development alternative medicine lifestyles are wanting to break free of the societal norms and explore their mystical abilities. There's greatness within everyone and a soul desiring for joy. Welcome everyone. Oh boy, what a topic do we have today? I'm your host, Eric Brummett. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. If this is your first time to the podcast, you know, we're on our summer series where we're going deeper into certain topics. Earlier episodes, we had guests come in that were really highlighting what a mythic life is. And we will be having guests again here in the fall. So excited for that. And I just love connecting with all of you about these topics and and really sharing because we're in such an epic time. We're in this place of life that we have such a great opportunity to reclaim our free will, to empower, to create, to express, to enjoy. And we're in such a beautiful transformational time on this planet where there is more freedoms than you could even imagine. If you're not feeling those freedoms, let us help you really find your way to discovering that life and empowering your sense of choice. Today, we're really diving into this topic of boundaries. Uh, this is such a big one, you know, through my practice, if you, you don't know much about me or mythic life or theta healing, I've been practicing theta healing since 2001. Um, I've been in private practice in New York City from 2003 all the way up until the pandemic, 2020 had our healing center there, uh, an official Theta Healing School of New York, and have really had the great opportunity of supporting people in sessions and classes and introducing them to these tools of Theta Healing. And it has always come up anytime you get into that place of working on relationships or digging into that history of, of family dynamics that we grew up in, there can be so much pain about this topic. There can be so much of a sense of disempowerment and stress around the idea of boundaries. And it's a really interesting word, boundaries. You know, we see the sense of boundaries in the way of like land barriers and borders and fences. And, oh, this is the boundary of my land. This is the edge of my land and the idea of this edge, right? This definition of boundaries really comes out of a place more of our sense of survival and needing to hold space, needing to have that place of like, I need space. I need to declare myself. And it comes out of such an undercurrent of lack of actual limitation within ourselves. 
when I've supported people of working on it, so often the pain and the hurt and the this element of boundaries within their relationships becomes a hot topic because a lot of boundaries are undeclared. They have not been expressed or communicated. They are assumed or not even recognized until they're crossed. What does it mean when a boundary is crossed, right? So, for example, in a friendship, if somebody does something that offends me, oh, did they cross my boundary? Did they push too hard on a topic and offended me? Or a boundary in a relationship. Oh, this person hurt our relationship because of something they did. And I've heard boundaries be so tight of like, my spouse cannot be with somebody of the opposite gender, you know, without me being present there. That's, that's a really old one, right? The sense of ownership and claim over another person. Obviously there are a lot of other boundaries of how we want to be treated what we want as a dynamic in our relationship, right? Expectations. I want, if I'm working all day to not have to then shop for the food and cook the meal and clean up the meal and put the kids to bed. And where's the other person? Where's the partnership in this, right? A boundary in the sense of work is, look, I'm doing what is expected of me of my tasks And yet expectations go beyond what has been written in my contract. They're really breaking a contract, breaking a boundary by putting more on me than I should be taking on or vice versa, uh, feeling let down by a colleague, a partner, an employee, right? Like, oh, they just didn't do something I was thinking they would and expecting and feeling let down by them. Well, was it declared? Right. So, this is the thing with boundaries. So often we have boundaries, yet we haven't found a conscious acknowledgement of them. What is it that we're really expecting? Where are our attachments in this way? What does it mean to be committed to somebody and have expectations on them? This can bring up a lot of vulnerability, right? I had a friend that he was going into a relationship and the boundaries on them spending time together was really hard because he was so consumed in an earlier relationship and he really had to be strict on this new relationship, even though it was with somebody new. So there's, there's a lot of times an instinctive overcorrection in our unconscious side. We are correcting the past by declaring a current boundary, if that can make sense. Or are acting out the hurt in a past relationship. So, you know, I was having this conversation. It was it was really intriguing. Sarah and I were sitting down, we were talking over the weekend and talking about this idea of boundaries and dependency and codependency and interdependency and independence and what exactly a boundary is. You know, and we were looking at how we've supported people in the past and what we've come to discover as our family's grown and our 
kids are getting older and we have more involvement with family being around and things like that of like, what can all of this come out of? And really there was such an important aspect of self-discovery. How well do we know ourselves? Do we know where our hot topics are, where our pain points are that still need some healing? And do we know what a healthy boundary is? What is a healthy boundary? Right. And, and this is where it is being able to have an expectation on another person. How is that declared? How is that established? And then how is that maintained? So certain keys to this as a topic is first and foremost, the very first thing is we have to declare our boundaries to ourselves because internal boundaries is always the first place to start. My relationship with my thoughts, my relationship with my actions and my behaviors. You know, And if you haven't read the book, The Four Agreements really goes deep into some of this stuff. You know, The Four Agreements is don't take it personal, be impeccable with your words, do your best, don't make assumptions, right? So this is about us declaring and establishing free will, independence, our self-responsibility here, right? So when we can have that energy of autonomy of don't taking something personally and don't making assumptions, when somebody acts out, it isn't necessarily about me. And you see it on all the social medias and, and you hear your girlfriends and boyfriends talk about it. Oh, they cheated on me. I must not be good enough. Oh God, I've worked so hard to keep this person and they just go out and they you know, didn't respect our relationship and went out partying or something like that. But was it declared, right? Was it, was it really expressed that this is a unbreakable? And this is something that we get into in the Growing Your Relationships Theta Healing course, course number one, actually, you and your significant other, that you can declare your your unbreakables. Like if I'm going to commit into this relationship, if I'm investing into it, what what are you expecting back? What are you expecting that this person has to abide by in order to be worthy of being with you? Yeah. That can be monogamy. That could be commitments to being together in a future and growing the relationship instead of not. It was something that actually came up with um, a friend of mine's kid. He was in a relationship. He wasn't looking to be with multiple people. He just knew that the future of the relationship wasn't really going to be there. And his girlfriend wanted him to declare that they were in a committed relationship. And he's like, well, I just don't want to do that. I want to keep things how they are. And he wanted to keep things how they are because he didn't, want by it turning into a committed relationship to actually start the inevitable of it ending. And yet he didn't want for it to grow into more responsibility and commitment and growing together and as a future, which is what she wanted. You know, so this this element of compatibility really comes in here. Like, do we know where we are in our lives? Do we know 
what we're wanting in our relationships in our lives now? And do we know what we want to manifest as an experience in our relationships moving forward? Right. I've been always been a person that was quick to commit. I love and I bond. And this is a trait of empathic people. We have a very open heart. We feel deeply. We merge and bond. And that empathic sense intuitively creates personality traits that with limiting beliefs around worth can create a lot of codependencies. And so it took a lot, you know, of, of growing in, in my relationships personally to not be so codependent. You know, I remember when I was a teenager and a young adult, I really didn't know how to have interdependence or independence within the relationship. I was all in and completely in and, and it, it was really hard on the relationships. And a lot of that was intuitive and unconscious. It came out of my subconscious of needing and wanting somebody that was going to match my commitment. So that process, that journey of having to discover my sense of self, where these codependent beliefs and interests came out of, earlier relationships, family dynamics, ancestral memory, right? So in Theta, when we do belief work, when we work on these subconscious programs, we dig into those past relationships because most of the acting out that happens in current relationships in your current situations is trying to correct the past, past relationships, past careers, past situations. And it can be overcorrecting at times. Okay. It can be where a person was so disempowered, so taken advantage of that now the boundaries are so firm and so creating a perimeter fence that it keeps everybody actually out of their life. There's no actual room for bonding and connection. So as I worked on myself, as I cleared a lot of these types of programs, it created space in my life to discover myself more without the relationship having to end. Actually, by creating space was by creating communication. And creating manifestations and opportunities to discover who I was was and what my interests were and who I was becoming so that I could really learn what is compatible with who I was and, and the path of life that I was on. You know, at that point, as I grew, it became clearer and clearer to express what I was wanting, what I was needing, and also to recognize where there was still a lot of places for me to grow and to step into more of myself. So this happens at every stage of relationships. It's constantly evolving as we grow, as we move through life, as we age, as we develop and step into different roles, right? If, if it is that journey in a business, if that is 
in a relationship and you pursue hobbies and interests and and bring lifestyle choices in, you know, is it going to work if you're with somebody that has strict boundaries around food or substances or environment? You know, like if one person is like, look, you have to clean up after your stuff. I'm not going to live with a slob. And the other person's like, look, I want to be relaxed. I don't care if I have a pile of dirty clothes and a pile of clean clothes. That's how I function. How are they going to work through that? Is the person that is needing a super clean space and everything tidied and cleaned up open to flexibility? Is the person with the mess willing to feel like they can relax and be more tidy. Like where can we grow together? And this is the beauty around relationships, boundaries, communicating them and expressing them, how we discover them, how we express and share them actually is the relationship growing where you can feel a deeper connection where you can be more authentically you. Yeah. And this, this really can be triggering this idea of communication. So often we sit with something we want to express and need a desire, an expectation, and we don't express it because of that fear that they'll be offended and it's a conflict. It's a fight. I'm going to push them away or, Oh my God, I'm not ready for this battle. And there's a fear of confrontation, a fear of conflict. Yeah. Because maybe we never learned how to communicate well. Maybe we never learned how to express well. And then there's the other side of it of when somebody is acting outside of our expectations. You know, I I really face this with having my kids grow into becoming more teenagers where it was really hard to establish expectations in the house and watch them act out and to remember to not take it personally, right? Of them eating, making a mess and just taking off and having to keep them responsible to school and have them do chores and all of those types of tasks. When they wouldn't do it, there were moments that it was like, wow, that really hurt that they are being so disrespectful to the house. And I had this, they're being disrespectful. They're really not respecting us. They're not respecting the house. And this element of respect started coming in. And I realized this is me taking it personally. Wow. I am acting out towards my teenagers because they're being teenagers, right? And I'm acting out instinctively based off old genetic beliefs around respect and authority and who is, who this, whose house is it? You know, who pays for this house? And I was like, wow, this is really my, my grandfather's talking. This is my ancestors talking. It wasn't even me. It was so subconscious instinctual of that male you know, dominant parent took a lot to recognize and work on. You know, this is me being authentic here. This is me being real. Life is real. And um, 
it really took a lot of belief work of digging into those ancestral issues to soften it, to open up my mindset so that I could recognize what was happening. And then I could actually listen to my heart and intuit what relationship with my, my children I want to have. Where is there actually an important expectation here? Do I have an attachment to want to teach them certain things like hygiene and personal responsibilities? You know, I feel that those things are really important. They're values of mine. So, of course, I want to express that to them and help them learn it. Yet, this can take a lot of restraint and patience. It can take detachment. It can take recognizing personal values and having that discovery that all is more possible if we're coming from an empowered place after we've healed and worked on our limiting beliefs, these subconscious programs. Once we've gone through that process of clearing these things, that idea of realizing that however the other person is acting may not be about you. Detachment, don't make assumptions, right? The four agreements, don't make assumptions. For me, it's also about that detachment. And then restraint, you know, where am I of my interactions with this person? Can I be patient and have reserve so that there's a calmer communication that can happen? So these are places where we can we can explore where can I have more restraint, self-restraint, more patience? Where do I need to bring in more detachment? And where is communication needed? Am I trying to discover what I want and my needs through the communication? Because that can be confusing. If a person is processing themselves by communicating to me as a sounding board, then I'm not in the relationship. I'm just being a sounding board. That's work that they really can do on their own. So, you know, that, that mental dumping that can happen in dialogue needs to happen ahead of time. You know, using meditation, using and developing tools of self-discovery and self-process is the lifeline for every relationship. The more work we can do intuitively, spiritually, energetically, the stronger we can show up in relationship and the clearer and more heart-centered and loving the relationship can be and the communication can be. Yeah, so these are... Some of these really key elements in this idea of, of boundaries and those false boundaries are the overcorrections. When we overcorrect into boundaries that become high maintenance, too difficult to meet, high expectations, perimeter boundaries that push people away. Those aren't boundaries because a boundary is more the architecture of the house. It, it's, it's the foundational bones that define the kind of house it is. Okay, Every relationship in this way is a building for us to live in. And 
when it starts to become more of a perimeter fence that doesn't allow anybody in with surveillance cameras, then we have some deep healing necessary. That's not a boundary that that is functional, that creates independence or interdependence. It makes us completely alone, which I guess is independence. But that is a false boundary. That's the close enemy to what a true boundary is. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and your mind is starting to stir and you're going into all these different relationships and thinking of like what boundaries are, remember boundaries go both ways. They are requests and we always have choice of how we choose to show up in relationships and not show up in relationships. So when you explore this as a topic, if you have done some of that personal development space and you have these tools to really be able to process yourself, look into these past relationships, heal, have those clarities of who am I, then from that place of who am I, you can then explore what experiences my true authentic self do I want to have in relationship with another, with a client, with work, with a student, with a friend, with a family member? Yeah. What expectations are feasible here? And are they compatible with that definition of a relationship? So, you know, I, I hope this speaks to you. It may stir stuff up. If this brings up questions, we want to hear it. You can drop them in the comments. You can email us for deeper inquiries. Uh, we're always open to topics as well. If you really want for us to go deeper into something, let us know. Send us in an email. You know, we're finishing up the summer series. We are going to be having guests join in the fall. Really excited for this list of guests coming up. So please look out for those. Our podcast is live on the second and fourth Monday of every month. And I want to thank you all for joining me today. This is a really hot topic and we have so many things coming up. We're really excited about. We are mythic life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned that spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred, that everybody has superpowers and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and we make it epic. So thank you all for joining. If you want to know more about our work, if this stirs things up and you feel like maybe you could use some support, a session, a place to process, check out our website, mythiclife.com. We have a lot of really wonderful services. We have some great intro nights coming up uh, where we're diving deeper into that highly intuitive, sensitive soul and healing the sense of anxiety and depression. We have our monthly live free healing circle. So you can look for that on our website. We can drop that down below as a link as well. And join the conversation. We have our Facebook group, uh, Mythic Life Experience. If you want to get in with the community, 
the more like-minded people you're surrounded by, the more empowered this journey can become. And for more cool insights, you want to check us out, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mythic Life, Instagram at The Mythic Life. And, you know, we're doing really cool Q&As on our TikTok at Mythic Life. And so thank you all for joining today. And I am so excited about this journey. Let's make it epic and embrace our intuition and discover that authentic self so that we can really collect together and and have these beautiful bonds and relationships. So thank you everyone for joining today. I'll see you all soon.